0: 82 games down, playoff season is here, play-in games start tomorrow in the NBA. Suns will get underway on Sunday against the Clippers in a 4-5 matchup in the Western Conference here to talk about all of it with us. From ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks, our guest here on the Arizona sports Line. Bobby, thanks so much for uh, the time this morning. We appreciate it. How are you? Good, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, I'll speak only for myself. A little uneasy just because of the small sample size we've seen. Kevin Durant in the Suns uniform, only eight games. They're undefeated. We really don't have any historical basis to compare this to. Where is your certainty level that the Suns are, are ready to go and a formidable contender in the West at this point, Bobby?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you could probably look at it in, in, in two different ways. I think, yeah, the, the sample with Durant on the court is, is limited. Um, I'm not worried about him one bit. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I've seen him, what he was able to do in Brooklyn, playing 40 games. Um, you know, certainly Golden State was before the injury here, but I think he could fit in with any lineup. And when you have the ultimate closer on your floor in the playoff setting, um, you know, be, him and Devin, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Uh, about that, I think the other thing is that there's no one dominant team in the Western Conference. That's the big thing. I think if you know if, if Golden State was humming along and they had won 65 games this year, then I would say, yeah, you know, you, you could be facing them as the one seed. But I think. You look at it from top to bottom, um, including, you know, certainly the Lakers who are sitting at seven and got to win a game. Every team's got some type of flaws or some type of questions mm-hmm. here, including Denver who's sitting at one and Memphis at two. Certainly Sacramento. You can go. List goes on. So, I think it's yeah, it's it's critical to get, um, you know, certainly you know protect home court. But even if you wind up splitting for somehow, you know, this roster, even you know that Dallas game was enough to show me that you can go in winning game on the road even in a in a in a tough environment here. So yeah, there's concerns just because you you know, you hadn't had this group for sixty five games, but as I said, just the, the Durant factor uh, and how open this Western Conference is, I not. I probably wouldn't be as concerned as probably prior
0: years.
2: It was a, it was a rather uh, unseemly, kind of grimy weekend with all the tanking going on. Even that end of that Clippers-Suns game, nobody really wanted to win that basketball game. Suns, I think, kind of avoided a, a more thorny matchup with the Warriors. How would you handicap, though, the Clippers as an opponent in, in terms of what they might be able to do or not do?
1: Yeah, I mean, no Paul George, right? So you're likely you're not going to see him for the first round. I mean, that takes certainly a a weapon off um, you know off the court there. You know, um, it's I think it's for them. It's kind of their the X factor probably won't be. It's not going to be Kawhi. I mean, you kind of know what you get with Kawhi, and certainly Westbrook out there. I think certainly their their depth is going to be probably their X factor. Norman Powell, Eric Gordon. Um, you know, Mason Plumley coming off the bench, that group there. Um, you can't get one of those, you, know, you can't get Gordon or Powell loose. You know, that loose means, you know, 27, 30 points. That's, that's what the guys you I would probably be concerned about. But yeah, I'm, I mean, if, if, I mean, if Paul was there, then I would say, yeah, this is going to be um, seven games or I'd give uh, the Clippers the edge. I, I had to send my predictions in this morning. I think I put Phoenix in six here. Um, so I, you know, out of the, out of all the matchups that you got, I mean, I would have been more concerned with Sacramento. You know, certainly, I would have been certainly more concerned with Golden State. Certainly, I would have been definitely more concerned with the Lakers based on LeBron and AD here. So, I think out of the, out of the, these groups, you probably got the more favorable matchup just because Paul George isn't there.
0: Bobby Marks from ESPN, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. You mentioned the Sacramento Golden State matchup, which I think is fascinating. Sacramento, you know, very little playoff experience collectively. Haven't been there in a fr- as a franchise in forever. Golden State, very rocky road to get to this point as the defending champions. But the amount of disrespect, I think, uh, that's being uh, p- put on Sacramento as maybe being a speed bump on Golden State's uh, path to the-, to the second round. We know Golden State's a bad road team. I- I- I'd love to know your thoughts on this series going into it, Bobby. I pick Sacramento in six. Wow. And I'm probably going to be the only ESPN person <laughs> who did it. I
1: look at them, the, the full body of work this year, over 82 games, the, probably one of the more consistent teams. I know Golden State's road record in, uh, this year, and I know that it all takes us to win one game, a game one or two, and I'm sure Sacramento will be a little bit nervous here. I just I look at this team comparable to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to date myself and go back 20, 22 years, I guess, when I was in New Jersey. We were the one seed in in 2 Outside of Jason Kidd, we were at a really young roster, and nobody gave us a chance at all. And that was back when there was best of five, and we wound up losing game one. So they'll deal with some type of adversity here, but I like I like the Sacramento King. I think the X factor with them is going to be some of their some of their bench guys, Monk and, and Trey Lyles here. But I just you know the, the championship stigma or mentality in Golden State. I'm not going to buy into it. I mean, a lot of people will, but I'm going to. I'm going to stick with Sacramento. I think they have a better roster. Now, do, are they championship-worthy? They, are they battle-tested like Golden State has been? No. And I think that's where it's going to have to, you know, how do they deal with adversity? And I think adversity could be maybe losing a game one on uh, at home.
2: When you look at, and we all know how much the the sport changes in the postseason, and, and it becomes a possession by possession battle, and it slows down a bit. And half court is 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 very important. Physicality is is rewarded because you don't want too many guys fouling out. When you handicap teams built for the playoffs, what, how does the Western Conference look in your opinion under under that lens?
1: Yeah, under that lens, I mean, if you go slow to game down, get half court. I mean, I think Phoenix certainly has an edge just because of Devin um, and and Kevin. And then if you if you want to try to double one of them, you know, if Chris makes shots, you know, I mean, he's yep. proven that he can. That gives you a tremendous edge. And then you're kind of looking at your you know some of your your role players here. I mean, I mean Booker and Durant are probably the – If you're ranking closers in the playoffs and you had to draft them, you know, they're going to go in the top ten. Um, so you have that's a huge advantage here. I mean, because the game will slow down. I mean, you're not going to be able to just to kind of you know maybe game one or two teams start to figure out teams start to game plan. Um, but that's going to be the key is if, if they get if they try to take the ball out of the uh, uh, if Kawhi's guard and Durant and try to get the ball out of his hands here. Kind of who you're going to have to rely on you know one of your other players to beat you and you've got you know Booker who's you know besides the injuries had you know certainly a, an all NBA type year.
0: Bobby Marks from ESPN, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings. I want to shift the focus to a team that's not uh, in the playoff party, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. And my partner mentioned the word grimy. I, I think they would be that's the poster it. boys for 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 grimy mm-hmm. and how they handled the end of the season. And now you have to you know, ask the questions about Luka Doncic's happiness moving forward, about Kyrie Irving's future heading into free agency this summer. And the moves that they made to get here—I mean, how do you size up everything that you took in from Dallas at the end of the year, Bobby? Yeah, desperate, right?
1: I mean, there was a sense of desperation. Um, I understood why they did it. Um, they probably could have handled how they rested players differently. Maybe not put rest next to Christian Wood and Josh Green, especially when you're going to be off for five or six months here. But they're 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 basically kind of backed in a corner little assets to get better outside of signing Kyrie. That pick was going to New York. Um, the likelihood is that they retain a top 10 pick to either keep or move into the draft. I, I said it on TV. I, I you know, the optics stink, you know, it's certainly a black mark for the NBA, but working in a front office, I understand why they did it. And I probably would have done it and had a hard night time sleeping here, but they're, they're really, you know, it's funny. You go from, conference finals to now it's the a lottery here. Uh, and they're really their lone option outside of just getting lucky in a draft is bringing Kyrie back. I don't know how they can't, especially when you lost um, Brunson last year for nothing and you would basically lose, lose Kyrie for nothing here. And it's, and then you have 90 million tied up with Luca and him and you know, it's, it's going to be hard to add unless you kind of flip that pick for something, for something else here, but they've, you know, they've positioned themselves from being a nice team with, with their, um, you know, with the ceiling wide open here. To, I think it's closed, uh, at least for now, for this team to, you know, compete for a championship.
2: Obviously, it's been a revelation um, and a painful one at that in Phoenix for Mikhail Bridges fans. And there's a ton of them out here, as you well know, watching sure. him blow up in Brooklyn the way he has. You give him a shot against Philly, and and, and how do you handicap the East?
1: I don't. I just think they're going to have a hard time. I, I picked Philly in five. I think the Embiid factor, I don't know who guards him. I know Nick Claxton here, but it's going to be very challenging. But the problem with Brooklyn, and it's a nice story because they've kind of just hung on. Bridges has been great. Cam Johnson has had some nice moments here. It's It's getting into that half court, like I said. Like, when it slows down, and if Brooklyn can't make shots, they are going to struggle because whether it's they have a hard time getting easy baskets, and that's either posting up Embiid, hardened to the rim. I think it'll be important, you know, critical for Brooklyn to keep Philadelphia off the free throw line. So, can they steal a game? If it's going to be, maybe it's game one here, but I think it's I think Philadelphia is going to be too hard, especially. If Harden struggles, you've got Maxey who can come in. You still have Tobias Harris. Defensively, they're really good here. And then the Embiid factor is going to be. I mean, if Claxton picks some foul trouble, they are very undersized, and um, they'll they'll certainly struggle there.
0: Bobby, thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. We really appreciate the uh, insight. Thank you, Bobby. You got it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider from uh, ESPN, our guest on the Arizona Sports Line.